Welcome to Talk is Jericho, the pot of thunder and rock and roll. Happy July 4th weekend to everyone in the United States. Happy Canada Day to my fellow Canadians. That's tomorrow, Saturday, July 1st. And happy Friday to everyone, especially Duff McKagan, who's got the much-anticipated, highly desired Duff McKagan joke of the week. Hey, Chris Jericho, it's Duff McKagan calling. I hope everybody's doing well, but you know, this week we got... Susan Holmes McKagan uh-huh. telling the joke. Oh, yeah. What's up, Chris Jericho? Hey, what's blue and not so heavy? Light blue. Hello. Hello. Another one from the lovely Susan Holmes McKagan. Thanks, Susan and Duff. Uh, Duff's on the road uh, right now with Susan and Guns N' Roses. The band's out all summer. Dates and ticket information at GunsNRoses.com. And quarantine touring as well. Our non Makeup 80s Kiss Tribute Supergroup finally hitting the road with me, PJ Farley, Kent Slusher, Joe McGinnis, and Charlie Parra. Our first show is tonight in uh, Pittsburgh at Jurgles. It was a great show. We sold out all the merch on our very first show. Uh, Saturday night, June 30th in Columbus, Ohio at King of Hearts. July 1st on Saturday, Franklin, Ohio at JD Legends. Come check us out. We're also doing a killer VIP meet and greet. We play a private sound check for you. Answer some questions, take pictures, sign some autographs. Go to quarantine.com. That's quarantine with a K for ticket information and VIP information. Go check it out. And check out Tim Chismar returning to talk as Jericho today. He's educating us all on the nudist scene. Tim is a nudist, and not only does he explain why there's nothing sexual about nudism, he also shares the difference between a nudist, a naturist, and an artist. He talks about nudist etiquette and lingo, what it means to be a textile. And the one word that is taboo in the nudist community, he shares some nudist fashion faux pas and runs through the many nudist activities he participates in, like the Beta Breakers run in San Francisco, naked bike rides, nude stand-up comedy tours, and of course, nude beaches and resorts. He also reveals which celebrities support the nudist community and which take part in it. He talks about the impact that nudists have on body acceptance and LGBTQ rights. It's a fun and fascinating conversation with the returning Tim Chismar talking about nudism. Right here, right now, on Talk is Jericho. Oh my God, you're just talking naked adventures, Chris. They're so fun. That's what we're talking about today with uh, with the returning Tim Chismar. Before, we've had you on to discuss some more conspiracies of the game, the kind of behind-the-scenes secret society of the Bohemian Grove. But today, we're going to talk to Tim about uh, something else that you're very passionate about, and you actually reached out to discuss the, the naked adventures of Tim Chismar. And there's a million different ways to go about this, but why don't you, as you always do, explain why you had this idea and why we're talking about uh, nudism. Well, it's great to be back on Talk is Jericho. Of course, the other episode was in October, The Game, and then in March, Bohemian Grove. But when I think of Chris Jericho, I think of freedom and I think of rock and roll. And there's nothing more rock and roll than and freedom than a hundred naked people taking over a city. <laughs> and that's quite the, uh, quite the introduction. Just get into this the way that you described it. So what exactly was it that you just did when you're talking about the naked, the beta breakers? Let's start about with that. The beta breakers, what is it and what exactly are you doing during this? 
So Beta Breakers is a marathon that is unique because of all the crazy costumes. It is the Harlem Globetrotters of a marathon. So people are having fun and being silly, being ridiculous. There are things called centipedes where a ton of people will be tied together and they run it together. A human centipede, if you will. Yes, yes, minus the, the poop eating. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there's that. There's also you can run it backwards. So you could dress like a trout and run the from the end to the beginning. So you could run it backwards through all the people. Okay. Now, so those are some of the, the more silly, ridiculous, and there's costumes are encouraged. People can dress as pink gorillas and whatever they want. Uh they do themes, kind of like how Comic-Con would do with all the crazy cosplay. Right. But the reason why people like myself love it is they also embrace full nudity in a non-sexual, non-lewd atmosphere. It is treated that the natural body is a costume. And so you can go and, and go completely nude. And this has been this way for a long time. Mm. And by the way, this was my first one. So there are so many nude events that go on all over the world from resorts to beaches to clubs to nude skydiving to et cetera, et cetera. And this is one that I've heard about but never participated in. And I wanted to have my own experience. So I literally just did this last month, just in May. And uh, I went up there. I stayed at Lupin Lodge, which is a uh, clothing optional resort. And I got a bunch of folks together and we did it together. There are these corrals for where you start. And back in the day, uh, maybe 10, 12 years ago, there was corrals full of nudists. And over time, it has become smaller. And uh, there are still hundreds of people who run it fully nude. But the fear is that society in general is becoming less open to that. And so I encourage anybody out there who is a naturist or a nudist that you get involved and get active in these things. Otherwise, we'll lose it. If we don't use it, we'll lose it. So before we continue, I want to ask you some questions about that. But what is the concept of nudism and why did you decide to get into it? Because obviously you walk down the street, you know, naked, you get arrested in certain circumstances. So what leads one to want to kind of get rid of the whole clothing chains that society puts on you? Yeah, man. I don't want to be limited. <laughs> when I was a kid, I watched an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, and it particularly it dealt with a criminal who was hiding out at a nudist resort. And so that's the first time the concept was introduced to me as a child, where I said, what? There are places that you can live at naked and everyone is just fine with it. And immediately it connected with me that that's the way it should be. This makes sense. It wasn't until years later that I was an art student in college that we would have models come in and pose nude for us to draw. And I said to myself, this is a bucket list thing. I need to pose nude for some art classes. So I signed up. It was at Edinburgh University. And I found that when I posed for the classes, I was the least embarrassed person in the room. The other people were more awkward or shy or uh, uncomfortable, and I was completely fine with it. And so I began, I was known as the naked guy on campus. So I would be naked at my dorm and I'd be naked at a party or I'd be naked out and about. And often other people would join in. They would be encouraged to get naked as well. Because the thing is, a nudist doesn't become a nudist. We were all born naked, Chris. Mm. It's society that puts it on us. I mean, that's the thing. A nudist, you want to know what a nudist is? It's just a person without artificial additives. <laughs> Nudists do not belong in the closet. That's where clothes is. 
Good call. Well, I mean, and there's it, there's such a debate about this. A, a very good friend of mine has a great point where if she walks down the street and you know she has her boobs out, she'll get arrested. If a girl who's flat chested walks down the street, they'll get arrested. If a guy walks down the street with you know massive pecs and his shirt off causes just as much of a distraction as boobs could, that's no problem. If a chubby guy walks down the street and has giant man boobs, that's not a problem either. Like you go to a like uh, go to a water park or something, and like you see dudes there that are just have bigger boobs than most of the chicks, and that's okay. So it's society that puts the chains on that, especially from a female perspective. Well, and there's a cause. There's a, a series of parades called Free the Nipple. So that is uh, something that people that I associate with get involved in. And there have been, I don't know if you're aware of this. Do you know what happened in New York City about toplessness? Are you aware of, of this? No. Okay. Well, in New York City, there was a park where a woman would go and, and take her top off because she saw all the men were topless. And so she would take her top off and she got arrested. She got uh, fined, cited, whatever. And so she went back with her friends and they all got topless and they all got arrested. And she did it every single day until they stopped finding her. And now it is legal for women to be topless in the state of New York. And that's why I am part of an organization called Close Free, uh, closefree.com. And we do a fully nude concert in Times Square every year. Really? And within our, within our circle, everyone, they're doing body painting, they're singing, there's, and we have a permit. We're able to do it for, for hours. The general public's walking around. If you come in the gate, you can participate. But that's one of the things I was talking to your producer about. When it comes to nudity in public, there's a couple of different ways that you can get around it until it's completely allowed. One of them is protests, and the other one is art. So for artistic expression, if you stand behind it in an artsy way, you can do a, a fully nude performance of Shakespeare in a park, and the general public can come and uh, and witness or, or get involved. There's a nude play going on right now as part of the Hollywood Fringe in Los Angeles, where the audience gets naked and watches the performers. So there's that, but then there's also protests. So protests and art are the two ways we can get around it for now. So a, so the naked marathon would be art is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, artistic expression. I think because it's San Francisco, in San Francisco for a long time they were very okay with nudity just in general and then there was a uh, elected official Anthony Weiner hilariously enough that is his last name, wiener didn't he get busted for showing pictures of his wiener as well of course so <laughs> that's what i want to point out chris the ones who are the the strongest against it are the ones who are the the weirdo perverts themselves right so anybody who looks at what we're organizing completely pure of heart just to have non-sexual freedom to be as you were born they're the ones it's kind of like back in the day if you remember the politicians who were the strongest against gay rights came out that they were gay themselves. They were gay, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you're doing the marathon, and, and how many people are, are, are we'll, we'll talk about the bike ride as well, but we'll talk a lot more, but sure. for the marathon, for example, how many people are, are in that? This year it was over 40,000. God, 40,000. Yes. And you're totally free and excited. It doesn't matter if you've got a, a big penis, small penis, if you're fat, skinny, warts rashes whatever everyone's free and everyone's just happy to be there it's true and little a little known fact i was born with two penises so i had both 
Nice. That's even better. Yeah. That's perfect. You must have been the star of the show then. It's great for dancing. But uh, listen, <laughs> so, so we showed up from Loop and Lodge with a shuttle of nudists from the resort. We all got there. We went to where the corral was, where everyone was getting ready. And you have these numbers based on how you anticipate running because you don't want to be walking when people are trying to run. So they they pace you out and where you start. Okay, these people go because they're the fastest. Okay, these people go because they're with families and, and kids. These people go because they're crazy outfits that are going to cause a lot of space and room. So we got there, we got naked, we moved into the crowd and it was a joy. It was so free and open and fun and silly. And people were talking and laughing and taking pictures. And, and just when you do the marathon, the way the, the city reacts to it, they literally have signs out their windows about how many penises they've seen, or somebody are keeping the tallies of how many naked men versus naked women. Tallies, no pun intended. <laughs> it, it's a celebration of, of just freedom and being ridiculous on the route i was able to go off the route go into a uh, a store naked with my friends who were naked i had sammy sin with me and some other people and we went in there we bought a beer and went back into the race we were naked in line with normal people buying a beer all right see ya great good to be here and again these pictures and video are all over the uh the internet it's so fun and i wanted to see because some people have their stories just because they do the event and they celebrate nudity and they let it be known that you can be naked doesn't mean that everybody who sees it is on board. And there have been some stories from friends of mine where a rogue cop will say, hey, put your clothes on. There are kids around here and that kind of thing, which, you know, has occurred. And so I wanted to see for myself, what was this like? Would there be uh, an altercation? And I got to tell you, we ran most. We walked most of the uh the event and before we got to the golden gate park that's where we ran into the only rogue person so it was a golden gate park ranger by the name of a fisher and this is a great little story because a fisher and uh, his sidekick got into our faces about hey you guys need to put clothes on when you enter the golden gate park now remember the marathon has the path and it's going through the park. So it is completely allowed. It is encouraged, but he got on our faces and decided he was going to take it upon himself because he didn't like a bunch of naked people, which by the way, while we were talking to him, other nudists are going by him. So I'm pointing out how number one, you know, fruitless this is. It's it's incredibly stupid for you to talk to us about you want us to put on clothes because we're a group of like, I don't know, I must have had 12 new. I'm a nude leader, Chris, wherever I go, <laughs> I become the unofficial nude uh, spokesman. And, and so I've got this group of people around me and he felt like, oh, it's an easy target. So I'm going to hit this group of naked people and make them put their clothes on. How dare they? The thing is, I, I want to point out, so we pointed out, hey, other people are running by. You're not going to stop this. And we're going to put our clothes on and walk maybe 10 feet and get naked again. So this is incredibly dumb on your part. He said the rules are different in the parks than in the race. And I, I want to say how crappy that was for some of the people who were doing it for their first time that aren't as, shall we, shall we say, ballsy as I am. Because when they put their clothes back on, they were now scared. They didn't want to get arrested. They didn't want to get fined. And they were, some of them were afraid to ever take their clothes off again. Mm -hmm. But me and a bunch of us, once we went in there, we got naked again and nobody else said anything. At the end, we were celebrating and there was parties and there was fun and we got our medals and we talked to the people when we passed the, the marathon and everyone had a, a blast. But I was bothered about 
this incident with the ranger. And I was thinking, what can I do as a nudist and as a nudist person who's open about it and, and does podcasts and interviews and reports and all this? I want to be able to say that Bear to Breakers embraces nudity, but I can't say it if there's this rogue cop. So on the way back from San Francisco, I called the ranger station. I complained about what had happened and they put me through to the boss and it was, it was him again. It was him again. It was a Fisher. And we had a debate on the phone and he admitted he was wrong. Chris, he said he got incorrect information and about two hours into the race, he was corrected and he apologized and he said he wouldn't happen like that again the next year. So that was the one guy who went on his own to do it. He was wrong. He admitted he was wrong. He apologized and he even offered the other opportunities to be naked in Golden Gate Park, which he told me uh, they also look the other way for pride. Just in general for San Francisco, there are four world naked bike rides out there because that's how it is with San Francisco. They want more and more and more. If you give them something good, they want they want as much of it as they can. But I just want to say that he, he apologized. He came to his senses and he claimed that he was he had gotten in, incorrect information. So at least he was big enough to admit when he was wrong. It's very interesting to me that that like you mentioned now New York, but San Francisco, too. Like, so you're not getting arrested to do this. Have you ever been arrested for being nude? Never. Nice. <laughs> never, never, never. I'm, I'm smart about what I do. And, and, you know, since we're educating the, the public out there about this underrepresented group, I want to talk about the difference between a nudist and a naturist, if you don't mind. Please. So a nudist is somebody who pays money to participate in upscale nude events, such as uh, nude cruises. Not to be uh, ever compared to rock band wrestling <laughs> rager at sea, which is the greatest cruise of all time. But uh, there are bare necessities cruises and, and cruises like that where everyone goes and they're naked for two weeks on this cruise ship. Also, there are resorts, which are very upscale in Florida, uh, where you live. There's tons of resorts out there and uh, in California and all over the place. There's an entire market of nude resorts, nude upscale events. Now, a naturist is somebody who sees it as going back to nature. This is more about nude beaches, nude hiking trails, nude hot springs. And then there's a third connotation when it comes into uh, nudists and, and people who get naked. There's also artists. So this is more of the people who enjoy nude yoga, uh, Burning Man. Mm. And it's interesting to think about labels, you know? So if I ask somebody, are you a nudist? Oh, no, I'm not one of those weirdos. I just get fully nude at Burning Man every year with my friend. <laughs> but I'm not a nudist. That's one of the things that uh, the nudist uh, population, they always say that they want to attract more youth. They're worried that it's dying out. The average age for nudists is 55 plus, And that is in the United States. And that's because at that around that age, you are retiring and you no longer care about what people have to say about you your job, your neighbors, your your partner, your family. At that point, you want to live life for yourself. But younger people tend to be worried about those kind of things. And, and one of the jokes I poke with people who run resorts and clubs and all that is they'll say they want to attract young people to get into nudism. And then what are they doing on their activities? They're having chili cook-off and bingo night, Chris. So... <laughs> If you want to attract the nudists, the young nudists, you have to do things that they want to do. You have to be outrageous and fun and silly and and, and be aware that they're going to show up and they're not going to do what the old 80-year-old nudists do. They're going to play their music loud. They're going to do cannonballs into the swimming pool. you got to be willing to embrace that youth. So like, let's say I was going to go to maybe not something like, like, a, like a marathon or something, but let's say I was going to go to like a nudist colony. 
is there kind of like a, a vow of silence or are people taking pictures or like, oh, Chris Jericho is at the nudist colony? Like how, how does that work? Is there, like I said, is a little bit of a, of a... I'm going to have to put you into a chokehold right here or my, uh, my nudist friends wouldn't let me uh, let you get away with Please it. Please tell me. The colony term is the N word for nudists. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so what's the proper nomenclature? Well, first of all, what's the reason for that? Because it puts them in a particular category. It is a, a way to say those people. So if you are in a nudist colony, it's it's like you are like a leper or you're uh, ostracized from society uh. or you're, you know, you're one of those people. So we don't say that word. We haven't since like the 70s. Yeah, we say nudist resort, nudist event, nudist, you know, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that is uh, that's a no, no word. So it's a nudist resort. Yes. Or or event. Okay. But uh, you were asking about the uh, the picture. Well, I'm just saying. Like, let's say I show up at one. Like, is uh, is it going to be at TMZ the next day, or how does that how does that work? No, and I'm glad you mentioned this because I wouldn't come on the Chris Jericho podcast again without having my handy dandy cheat sheet of notes. <laughs> and on my handy dandy cheat sheet of notes, I do have listed. I created a nude stand-up comedy tour, Chris. Okay, in yeah. Los Angeles. And in doing so, I hobnobbed and schmoozed with a lot of celebrities. And we would have the rule, when you go to a resort, there is a rule about photography and pictures because people want to be sensitive and compassionate to folks' lifestyles. We don't want somebody to feel that they're going to be exploited or used in some sort of way. So if Chris Jericho came to one of my nude stand-up comedy shows, then... There's no pictures. There's no video. I had a, you had to be there to see it. So, and I, there was a reason I didn't want the comedians to be the only nude people there. I didn't want clothed people to come and laugh at the nude people. I wanted it to be more like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. If you're going to come, you're one of us. Yeah. You're one of us for the night. You are one of us. And because of that, we got great write-ups in Vice Magazine and Playboy, etc., about women who came to the events who might have you know, a birth scar or uh, burns or something that they're embarrassed about. And this was the one event where nobody commented on it because nudists don't care what you look like. We also break down the socioeconomic barriers. You don't know how much money somebody makes because they're not there in expensive clothes and watches and all this. They could be a janitor. They could be the owner of a Fortune 500 company. And it's just about being human beings in the moment. But uh, I do want to mention the, the celebrity aspect of it. There were celebrities who dropped in on my shows because they knew that it was protected and nobody was going to see it. Some of the people and my shows did Cal Arts. We did um, private theaters and we did nudist resorts. Out of all the times that I did events, here are some of the people who have swung by. Jack Black's parents, who are both nudists. Oh, wow. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Alicia Silverstone. Nudist. Bill Murray. Jimmy Kimmel Producers, Jeff Goldblum. Wow. And I wasn't at the event, but one of the events that I put on, um, Bieber was at it, Justin Bieber. So these are just a few. And, uh, you know, there's there's lots more out there, but they know that they can come and participate and get involved because it's not going to be all over TMZ. Now, if they go to a nude beach or um, some event where somebody tries to tip them off, you know, human beings have human nature and I can't vouch for everybody out there, but I know that the people that I associate with through organizations like ANR, the American Association for Nude Recreation, or TNS, the Nature Society, or Close Free, Close Free International, CloseFree.com, these folks are, they do what they say they're going to do. And they're connected to clubs, groups, organizations out there that also back up the ideals and the values that we say. So what exactly is the nude comedy tour? Everybody in the crowd is, is nude as well? 
for the most part, there were a few times that we would do events that were um, clothing optional, but I tried to keep that very limited because I felt like uh, what I said before was I want people to be in on it, but we started it golly, so long ago, man, like 2013, I did the first show around Long Beach and it took off more than its pants. And so it was all over the place. We did the Hollywood Improv twice. We did uh, Cal Arts. We did private theaters and resorts. And the success of it got so big that I ended up being optioned by Showtime to have uh, a TV show. It never came through like so many other, you know how many pilots I've shot? Of course. <laughs> so tell me about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me now about the new bike ride, Naked Bike Ride. Yes. So the World Naked Bike Ride is all over the world. It is the biggest one in the United States is in Portland. And Portland, Oregon's World Naked Bike Ride has over 9,000 nude bodies. Over <laughs> 9,000 people riding through the city with body paint and crazy outfits and taking pictures and videos. A couple of the other places where they do the World Naked Bike Ride, Philadelphia, Australia, London, Germany, Brazil, Belgium, in Canada, <laughs> Edmonton, Halifax, Toronto. Did you know toplessness is legal in Toronto, Chris? Oh, I didn't know that. That's why the Naked News, they would always have girl on the street interviews where the girls would be talking. Oh, wow. In Toronto. Yeah. Uh, a dear friend of mine owns a multi-million dollar nudist resort called Bear Oaks uh, near Toronto. It's just great. But they see uh, France, Mexico. It's over 100 cities all over the world. The World Naked Bike Ride. This one in L.A., we have this spot where I'm setting up for clothesfree.com. So I'll be doing interviews and, and catching footage. We've got food trucks. We've got live music. We've got body painting. It's a naked party extravaganza. And from here, we are going to launch two rides. So they're different sizes. One is a longer run than the other one. And it's over the course of the day. So people will be taking the course and coming back and then partying and having a good time. And then some people will be going out for the second one. And uh, it's just going to be an all day extravaganza. It's just, it's fun. It's, it's freedom, man. It's freedom. <laughs> and this is like a worldwide event, right? Yes, that's what I, Belgium, Canada, France, Mexico, all over. It's really great when they're able to make it happen and get behind it. Like anything else, there's some, there's some push and pull to try to make thing, these things happen. And uh, like, for example, I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a second. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, Chris. Yes. Where I saw a certain somebody get a tiki head not too long ago. That's true. That'd be me. <laughs> so in Vegas, we are known as Sin City, and it's supposed to be, you know, uh, what happens here stays here and all that. But sadly for me as, as a nudist in the city of Las Vegas, they're big on swinger clubs and uh, strippers and they have the AVNs, the, the porn awards. But what they don't have is a good representation of non-sexual nudity. Hmm. And so... There's a friend of mine who runs the Clothing Optional Home Network, which is a series of nudist bed and breakfast. And we started trying to do something like that here in Vegas. And Vegas really cracks down on anything that's not strictly sexual. So it's almost like they don't know what to do with it. Like they, they're very suspect of if it's not strippers and sex related, well, then what what really is this? What are you doing? How is it going on? And uh, that can be frustrating. So it's, it's nice to see it take off in places where they get behind what it's all about, because it's such a, a great part of the culture if it's allowed to grow into it. The resorts in California, 
I grew up in Pennsylvania. When I moved to California, I immediately found four, and there's lots more, but there are four nudist resorts. There were three nude beaches. There were non-landed groups uh, like Southern California Naturist Association that does things like naked bowling. And, and just, I mean, it's like anything you can imagine. I almost feel like that comedy half-baked where they were putting over marijuana and they were talking about you know have you done this this but have you done it with weed like have you done this thing yeah but have you tried it with weed well i'm the guy <laughs> yeah you've done it but have you tried it naked <laughs> and it's it's great to watch it just react and see people like jubilee on youtube jubilee does these amazing viral videos i've been on two that were for nudism they got six of us nudists together and they asked us questions that would divide up the nudist people that we would disagree about to try to get you to argue and debate. It was engaging and it, it's almost 2 million views. It's viral. They asked me to come back and, and answer questions from the general public, textiles as we call them, <laughs> you people. And so <laughs> I was to answer questions about nudism from the general public, things that they want to they wanna ask. But I didn't want to answer questions about a woman and a woman's body. So I asked that my co-star from the comedy I did, The Noodles of Noodlin, my fully nude comedy, my movie, which came from the nude comedy tours. So she and I did it. And we answered questions from the general public. You know, in 2023, I don't want to be the white, fat, straight male sitting there talking about what women do when they're on their period. You know, that, that's not going to work out for me. Uh, but the, the movie, I made the noodles of noodling, Chris. I made a, a comedy, fully nude comedy, and we've gotten amazing reviews and it's on uh, Lloyd Kaufman's uh, Troma Now streaming channel. Nice. And just in, in general, it's so fun to live a, a freeing, open life. And did you know 15% of Americans uh, in the last Gallup poll openly admitted to having participated, having a social nude experience? That's 332 million people. You mentioned before that like the average age is 55. What, what would attract kind of a younger audience to want to get into this? And is society's kind of rules of clothing too prevalent to kind of have people get involved in that? I'm hoping, and, and from what I've seen on my side, that things in the mainstream, like Lizzo, you know, being a bigger woman, and that's okay, and owning it. So the, the whole concept of body acceptance and being okay the way you are, I'm seeing that lean into nudism. So, for example, there's a, a group called Vita Nuda, which is young nudists under 35, and it's backed by Anners. So they'll put some money into their into their organizations, and it's just young college age people getting together to have nude festivals and nude events and nude get-togethers, and it's of a non-sexual nature, which is a huge deal because a lot of these. The females in particular are used to the concept that if they're naked, heck, if they're scantily clothed, then they're going to get all this cat calling and guys hitting on them. So it's nice for them to be in an environment where they can be the way they are on natural and not have guys perving out on them. Right. Well, that's the thing, right? That's a good Let's talk about that. Continue. Shelly Martinez, the the WWE uh, you know wrestler Ariel, uh, she's a, a friend of mine, and I remember years ago I was talking to her about nude events and all that, and she wouldn't go to it, and she told me the reason was she said when somebody looks at me naked, it's different than when they look at you naked. I get it, all right. If you're not a chubby chaser, I, I get it. <laughs> oh, heck, I might as, as long as I'm mentioning. Uh, Katarina Lee Waters, who was in the WWE, she did one of my nude comedy shows. She hosted it. 
Holy news. Oh, okay. So when somebody does get involved in it, they see that we do practice what we preach and nudists aren't like all the other pervy dudes out there. When you go to a nude beach, it's families. And that's the thing in other countries, France and whatnot. It's generations of people. It's grandma and the kids and their kids. And it, because it's not, it's Garden of Eden. It's very just having fun, being free and going back to nature. And it is not in any way any kind of sexual thing. How do you know, like, like, is there kind of some way that you know that other people are nudists or do you have to kind of go to the resorts or go to the events? Could you spot somebody on the street that would have the nudist tendencies? We, we have symbols. Oh, there's a nature symbol that if you put it on your car or on your shirt or some people get it tattooed on their body, there's that. And then there's also clubs that we involve in. I'm, I'm a card carrying member lifetime member of three different nude organizations. And then we have our own nude media. We have our own nude radio. We have organizations, clubs, newsletters. So you kind of get to know a lot of the familiar faces and the people over the years who are involved in, in various aspects. It's sad that you kind of have to stay in the closet as a nudist for, for some people. I've heard all kinds of horror stories about uh, there were some people who were coaching volleyball and then it came out that they were nudists and uh, the people didn't want them around their kids anymore. And again, it's just, it's ignorance. All it is, is demonizing of other. It's when somebody isn't familiar with another lifestyle, then they start to imagine all these things about it. It was the same way with, you know, gay uh, things or interracial marriage or anything over the years where people weren't aware of it. They weren't participating in it. You look at, um, you know, trans issues these days, and it's, a, it's an entirely different thing to talk about those trans people versus my brother. And that's how it is with nudists. If more of us would stand up and say, this is who we are, this is what we're into. If I can uh, share a little a little emotional thing with you here for, for a second, my politics lean conservative, and I'm not afraid to, to say that. Conservatives are less likely to be embracing of uh, happy naked people. Well, I wear both hats, and I'm involved in, in some events here in Las Vegas. And at one of the events, some people were talking poop on me they said, that guy's a pervert. And they were warning somebody not to do business with me because that guy's a pervert. And a friend of mine who ran for county commissioner, who's a former cop, who's as conservative as they come, big cop mustache, everything, he corrected him and said, he's not a pervert. He's a nudist. There's a difference. <laughs> and I got to tell you, buddy, I, I could I could damn near shed a tear when I think about it, because it means I got through to him. He understands and he sees what we're all about. And he knows me and he knows my character and he knows the events we do and the fun we have and that it's not perverted or creepy or bad in any way. And it goes back to the dawn of time. I mean, this is to be literally it, let me put it this way. If God wanted us to be naked, we would have been born that way. <laughs> exactly right. You know, yeah, it's interesting to me when you're saying this, because I think what you just mentioned about the initial thought about being a, a nudist is that you're a pervert. You know, all you want to do is have sex in the streets. and But it's quite the opposite of that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. For men, women, all, all different uh, ages, races, sex. You know, the, the largest growing population in the nudist community is African-American nudists. There are more and more um, black nudists coming on board, which is exciting and great and fun. I had to share this with you. Uh, our mutual friend, Sid Bodie, uh, he does those uh, action figures in the vein of the old uh, WWE versions. This is the one he made of me, Chris. Gonna, gonna show you this. It's That's great. a nudist, Tim Chismar. Right there with a the tiny little <laughs> leaf over his hoo-ha. 
with the belly and everything. I had to had to share that with you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's not that way at all. It is a wonderful, fun, exciting lifestyle where folks can not worry about all the the extra things that you have to worry about with society. Oh, one of the things I love to point out when I talk to people or give a speech or stand up about nudism, think, think about this. As a society, we claim that there are naughty parts, right? Mm-hmm. So a woman on a beach, she's wearing a bikini. What's glowing neon orange? The parts you're not supposed to look at, Chris. The dirty <laughs> parts. That's what's glowing neon. <laughs> hey, look at me. You take that same woman, you take those off of her, and you look at her, and it's a glance. You say, oh, there's a person. She's got person parts. And then you move on. That's how it <laughs> person is. Parts. Yes, person parts. That's how it is at a nude beach. That's how it is at uh, BLM territory, uh, Quartzsite, Arizona, uh, for the Magic Circle. It's uh, the largest fully nude Bureau of Land Management, where people camp out and they just stay there and they have like a naked party. They do tents and swimming pools and events and all kinds of stuff. And it's huge and it goes on all through the year and it doesn't cost any money to go there. So people have put flags all over the world of these areas where you can go and just cut loose and have fun and be who you are and live on natural. So when you're naked, and you know, walking in a marathon or something like that, are you wearing shoes? What do you think I am, a hypocrite? <laughs> so no shoes, right? Yes, yes, there's shoes. I don't want broken glass or a needle. Well, in that's what I was wondering. Like, yeah. did you, like did you ever, have you ever stepped in anything or sat in anything <laughs> that you shouldn't be sitting in when you're when you're naked? That's a great thing to bring up. Um, nudist etiquette is to put a towel down. Okay. When you go to resorts, beaches, anything, you you bring a towel. And that's why I always joke around with uh, South Park, you know, towel. <laughs> don't forget to bring a towel. And so we, we bring towels. When I walked the Bay to Breakers, which, by the way, nudists refer to it as Bear to Breakers, by the way, that's our little Okay, right. When I did it, I brought a see-through bag so that when I got there, I could put my clothes, my wallet, and my uh, cell phone in it. I was wearing shoes, and I had the bag. I didn't bring a towel because I didn't plan to sit down anywhere, and if I did, I could sit on my T-shirt or something. And that was it. It was just a uh, a backpack that was see-through and shoes. And that was great. And we have, like I said, there are so many pictures and video and and whatever all over. And I'm looking forward to next year. Now that I experienced it for myself, I'm going to make sure that I bring 20, 30 of my actor, comedian, nudist buddies. And we are going to just really look, if you don't use it, you lose it. There was a nude beach in California that has went away over the years. It's called San Onofre, and we lost it. There are a lot of great nude beaches, Bates, Baker, uh, Black's Beach, etc. But this San Onofre was close to a military base. And the military guys started getting weird about uh, the nudity. And nudists didn't step up to defend it and come out in, in droves. And we lost it. Is there something like, um, like a nudist equivalent of a fashion faux pas? Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is why you host the show, Chris. You've got such great questions. But okay, so fashion faux pas. Let me, let me talk about this. Some of this is getting into the weeds of nudism, but you know, if that's what you, you want to get into. Well, that's what we're talking about here. Let's get into the weeds, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So here's some of the things that become um, an issue with nudist resorts. What do you do with genital piercings? Because nudists don't want to flaunt body parts. Well, if I had a, a penis, uh, 
you know, Ring. thing? Is that drawing attention to my genitals? Or is that just, uh, you know, how do you draw the line? Well, she has her belly button pierced. Why can't I have my wang pierced? Right, right. And it's, so this becomes an issue of debate and discussion. Different resorts have different rules about it. You know, for example, I was at Lupin Lodge. There was a man who had a, a metal uh penis ring and it was totally fine and, and accepted there's a, a resort whitethorn lodge in darlington pennsylvania that did not let men have general piercings so that's an area where people debate uh the other issue is single men some resorts keep it where it is couples resorts which i don't like and a lot of nudists don't because not because i can't get a girl i can get a girl but because uh because we feel like it is uh turning away people who are looking for community mm. so some of them stick to couples some of them uh, limit the number of nude single men that are allowed in per day and again it's to to make females be comfortable because what woman is going to want to go to a resort if it's, you know, a hundred nude men to one nude woman. So we do want to try to balance that out, but we try to do it in other ways to encourage uh, women to come and get involved and and be a part of it. Uh, But those, those are two of the issues because it starts to break down into that kind of stuff. So is there like, when you're going to like a nudist resort and you're doing, you know, what kind of activities would you do at at a resort? There's uh, there's hiking trails, there's uh, swimming pools, there is uh, sporting events, tennis, volleyball. In Whitethorn Lodge, they have the world's largest nude volleyball tournament every year. There is um, movie nights. There's it's so great to have to have access to swimming pools and hot tubs and cabins and all this wonderful stuff. Plus, not having to deal with saggy clothes hanging on you when you get out of the swimming pool. They do yoga. They do um, now. They're doing marathons of their own. A lot of resorts are doing little runs. And also getting out there into the community. And then there's uh, there's plays. There's I've been involved in new stand-up comedy shows and new talent events and just anything that you, you can imagine. I encourage folks to look for a nude resort that's close to where you live. So um, you can weed it out through the organizations I talked about on here and closefear.com, et cetera. And so you can find some place that is not a swingers group or in it for the wrong reasons. As long as you go through the proper channels, you can find the good people. Like, for example, this is not trying to be funnier than that, but if you're playing tennis, for example, yes, or, or, or volleyball, you're running around like, you know, for guys, we've got a, a cock and balls slapping around. Like, it seems like it might be a little bit uncomfortable to be running back and forth and playing tennis. Depending on the body type, some women, for example, will wear a, uh, a top if they're well endowed up, up there. And some dudes may uh, put something on uh, on the bottom. It's really about your body, your structure, how you are. So that's, that's actually something to talk about. Um, some resorts are clothing optional. Some resorts are nudist mandatory. And there's different sides of that debate and argument. Some people feel that it should be clothing optional so that you can let people ease into it when they feel comfortable to get fully nude. So let's say Tim's throwing a big naked barbecue and I invite Chris Jericho over and Jericho says, look, I'm going to keep the spiked vest on for a while. Okay. And I say, okay, all right. And that's totally fine. But other resorts you go to, they want you to get naked so that you're not a looky-loo. You're not just looking at the people and you can see both sides of the argument. And like you said, this is uh, interesting. So when you're, when you're hiking, for example, do you have any nudist hiking mishaps at all or any of these, any of these uh, events and activities that you're doing? I mean, can you get sunburned? Yes. 
Oh, Lordy, I had one of the worst sunburns of my life. I was at uh, Shangri-La Nudist Resort in Arizona, and I I did not take the sun as seriously as I should have. <laughs> I thought, I'm a big guy. I've got layers. I'll be fine. And I had, I guess it's heat stroke because um, my body didn't know what to do. I was like shivering and sweating at the same time. It was awful. It was so bad. It was multiple degrees uh, burns all over, which was not fun at all. So yes. And as far as hiking trails, there are entire hiking groups that go fully nude hiking. There's a group here in Las Vegas that does moonlight hikes where everyone's naked and we hike into the moonlight at night. And yes, occasionally you'll run across people who aren't aware of what's going on, but usually it's a chuckle. It's a when it comes to national parks and, and, and that it's, it's more about going back to nature. Like, so if somebody was to complain and go to the cops and say, there's a guy six miles up this hiking trail and I saw him naked, they're not going to get involved and do much of anything. If most people aren't going to do anything. And if they do, they'll just talk to them. And because again, it's, it's in nature, it's off in the, where you're able to get naked and just participate wild in the wild, in the buff. So when you guys go out and, you know, like, are you taking pictures together? Is there like, is, it seems like it'd be a real big kind of community, like us versus them sort of thing, right? Yeah, it, it can be. I have been a nudes caster for an organization that covers. <laughs> a <topics>. nudes caster. <laughs> That's great. You think this is a joke? <laughs> well, no, that's a good one. <laughs> so, yes, we are we are nudes casters, and uh, I have been a producer and a nudes caster for him for over a decade. His his website's been around for um, since nineteen ninety nine. It's closefree.com. But we go to events, and then we also cover topics as they relate to nudists in the news, things relating to rights and privileges, and getting involved. Recently, at the White House. There were some people who got topless, and that was having to deal with top rights issues. So we were talking about nipples earlier. Well, it gets even more cloudy besides just men and women when you involve trans rights. So if somebody is a person with a vagina, but now they have their top made to look like a man, and they go topless in public, they still have a vagina. But then the person who has on the other way that looks like a female breast but has a penis can't get topless. But that's a person with a penis. Mm. You know, these are these are also areas to debate and discuss and, and talk about. Think about that. How if I, I uh, if I began transitioning and I identified as a woman, are you saying tomorrow I can't be topless? Well, and the, and the answer to that is yes. That's what we talked about earlier, right? Like men can be topless, women can't, even though some women are yeah. let's say flat chested, and some men have breasts. Right. It doesn't make any sense when you think about it. Like, is, is that kind of what free the nipple is about? Absolutely. One of the people who's been a very proponent, outspoken person about all this is Alison Brie. Alison Brie, the famous actress, um, she's married to James Franco's brother, and they did a movie called uh, Someone I Used to Know. Now, she had been on Conan O'Brien talking openly about going to a clothing optional college, which, by the way, I did my nude stand-up comedy tour over there. It's called Cal Arts, And she has... There's a viral clip on Conan where she talked about hanging from trees naked or going streaking or running around the campus naked. She did a movie called Someone I Used to Know. In it, she plays a nudist 
who loved streaking but became an adult with adult issues and got away from it the older she got. And through the course of the movie, she gets back to the joy of being able to be naked. And uh, there's some great moments in there where she's running around naked and and she was promoting this openly, doing interviews, talking about being a nudist and about body freedom and loving yourself. And at the end of the movie, there's a, a scene where her and, and her people are at a nudist resort. And I'm familiar with that resort where they shot at. And, and it's exciting and fun for us nudists to get behind things like this when it starts to pop up in the, in the actual zeitgeist. And, and that's kind of the thing, like, like we just were, were talking about that, because Alison Brie obviously has a lot of steam. Um, and you mentioned some of the other people that have come to some of your shows. So sure. who is kind of the biggest celebrity nudist? Like I'm obviously Woody, Woody Harrelson is is a pretty big name. I think he's more of the Burning Man aspect that he would say that he gotcha. would get naked at an event as opposed to being a card carrying member. I don't know that there is a nudist celebrity. I don't know. Well, Allison, I, I right this second, I would say Allison Brie, just because okay. she's taken it to the media and shows and, and whatnot. But I will tell you this. Hollywood is paying attention to how folks have related to naked and not afraid. There was a dating show about naked dating. Um, there's a show called Naked Education that's overseas, and it's a huge hit. And it's slightly controversial, but it deals with bodies and uh, a lot of education and, and uh, telling people about the human body and how we age and, and different uh, issues. Anyway, the reason I tell you this is because I, I did that movie, The Noodles and Noodling, and I had an idea for a fully nude talent show called Naked and Not Afraid. <laughs> and it is uh, basically America's Got Talent, but for nudists. And so I uh, was approached by a guy, Josie Konsky, who is a producer who did a documentary about nudists years ago. And he loves what I have going on, what I'm doing. And he talked about mainstream. This guy is friends with Clint Eastwood, has stories about Clint. He was a producer on a movie that came out called Sweetwater very recently. Jeremy Piven's one of the leads. And he funded my tapings of Naked and Not Afraid, which is now in post-production. We did it. We taped it. We taped it in Pasadena, California. We have the whole first season shot and it's going to be coming out. Last few things for you, Sam. Have you ever like gotten into an argument with somebody while you're naked? Because it seems like the, the nudist is very free and happy. And have you ever gotten into some kind of an altercation with somebody that's wearing clothes? Or have you even gotten into, have you ever gotten into a naked versus naked fight? Naked WrestleMania? Yeah. Nudamania? Yeah, Nudamania is running wild, brother. <laughs> Give it to me. What is it, pants on a pole? Yeah. <laughs> and they, they just stay there. <laughs> the <end. laughs> they, they ring the bell, we just leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this. I'm, I'm so glad you, you brought that up. So I, I told you I was always naked in college. I got into an argument with my roommate when I was totally naked. I had been drinking. So I was, I was drunk as you get in college. He had a girlfriend that didn't get along with me. She never had any emotion. She was just kind of a, a zombie. And so I had been drinking and I got back at all the things that in your head, you know, normally you would think about saying, but luckily when you're not drinking, you tell yourself not to say it. <laughs> That's right. I'd come back from a party where I'd underestimated wine because I was like, oh, it's like fruit juice and it's in a box. This can't be that hard. <laughs> I came back. I got I got drunk and I said 
some things about uh, about his girlfriend, and then we got into an argument, and we we started fighting. And he had been taking uh, some martial arts classes, so he took like nunchucks off the wall, and uh, and I'm fully I'm fully nude, and he has his nunchucks, and we spill into the hallway of the dorm, and we're having this big naked fight, and uh, the RA came out and <laughs> broke us up, and he left, and uh, I wrote him a note that was you know because he was my friend, and I, I wrote him this note that I apologized, and uh, I'll tell you how drunk I was, Chris. The next day when I woke up, I couldn't even read read what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite experience that you've ever had uh, as a nudist? I was on a game show called To Tell the Truth, and they had me and two other people, three of us total, dressed nearly nude. They had like vines on us, kind of like like Adam and Eve kind of thing. So we so we were out there, and uh, and they had to figure out who was really the nudist. And so we were all pretending that we were the nudist, but only I was the real uh, nudist. Right. And so talking about it in that particular context where I thought this could end up being the, I could be the butt of the joke and everything could be turned around on me and connecting with members of the audience and afterwards having all these people coming up to me because they were uninitiated. They didn't go there because they were interested in some sort of a, a nude spiel. But at the end of it, I was flanked by, I don't know, 25 people who were asking me questions about nude groups and organizations and clubs and how to get involved. And they were really patting me on the back for having the chutzpah to go up there and, and, and talk about it and talk about, because this is a lifestyle that if you and I went to a resort right now, we would find thousands of people enjoying it, but nobody talks about it. I feel like if it wasn't such a secret, then I, I feel like a lot of doors would get opened and, and people would be aware of, you know, why is it illegal for you to literally be the way you were born? Nobody says, oh, look, a naked cat. Oh, look, a naked horse, a naked baby. Yeah. yeah. It's like we reach a certain point and then and then we're afraid of what? What are what are we afraid of? Well, you're afraid of society's rules, you know, because society has said you need clothes. Meanwhile, if you're, you know, with somebody that you love, you walk around naked around the house all day long. Sure. You know what I mean, who cares? Right. Well, and even the whole society's rules stuff. I mean, there are people who talk about in the corporate sector. A man wears a suit. A woman can wear a skirt. Why can't the man wear the skirt? That's a good point, too. You know, it's just these things are, are arbitrary and up for debate and discussion. And that's why when you go to resorts and you see how people interact, what the people who are working there, the groundskeeper, the office staff, when you see people who are working in that environment and by God, it didn't become an orgy. You know, they're able to just. Yeah, yeah. People. That's, that's one of the dumb things. So if you're saying if I'm if we're naked at an event, it's going to become sexual. No, we have the ability to say no and to act like decent people. Well, it's the same thing when you go to Hooters. All the waitresses are just waiting to pick up a guy or a strip club. Or I want to date a porn star so I can have sex all the time. It's like it's, it doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna date an accountant so we can count numbers all day long. Like, no, it doesn't work that right. way, right? So right. just because you're naked doesn't mean that you're wanting to just have orgies during your marathon with whoever's around. No, no, nude isn't lewd. And all of the events and the things I participate in, it's not for the close-minded. <laughs> nice. Do you think that society will ever become more allowing of nudism? Do you think that the, the movement will grow? Yes, I really do. I think that it's going to take a, a few... Somebody's got to help break through the wall, particularly in the, the film world, which I 
write and produce. I do a lot of stuff. I do so many things. Uh, but in, in the in the in the film world, they actually are a lot of distributors. Whereas back in the day, they would fast forward to find the first nudity, Chris, and then say, uh, "Okay, good. You know, you've got uh, you've got some boobs. You've got a movie that we can market right, here." Right. Nowadays, it's the opposite. Where distributors will not take your film if it has nudity because AVOD platforms, advertising video on demand, has these corporate ads that are plugged into the... So you can have a shootout where everyone's dying, blood's everywhere, and all the profanity in the world. But if you have a nipple, oh, we can't take your movie. So... When I look at things like that on the independent scene and then compare it to what's happening deeper in Hollywood with like, um, I keep wanting to say euthanasia. That's not it. Uh, <laughs> euphoria, euphoria, euphoria. Euphoria. Yeah, yeah. Very different. Very different. Uh, but they have a lot of nudity on that show. But that's celebrated and wins awards. Why? Because it's from this major studio. So if you're a big studio, then you can break the rules and do whatever you want. But if you're an indie filmmaker, they're holding you to this, oh, we're scared of any nudity. So somebody's got to do more projects that embrace nudity in a non-sexual atmosphere. I mean, it's fascinating to think about the actors who would rather do a simulated sex scene in a movie where you don't see them naked then do something that's nude and you don't have sex. So, for example, two people playing volleyball naked, uh, somehow that's more terrifying for them to do than for you to, you know, be getting head under a table and reacting <laughs> to it. You would think that would be more embarrassing to show family and friends and neighbors than you to say, yeah, that's what my body looks like. That's how I am. Well, dude, like I said, I, I think this has been a really fun conversation and very eye-opening in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be adverse to go into a nudist uh, resort one yeah. one day and hanging out, seeing what it's like. Good man. Good man. Well, I had the pleasure of meeting your lovely wife, and she's so fun and amazing. I bet she would go with you. Well, we'll see. I doubt it, but you never know. <laughs> right on, man. Well, it's great talking to you, Tim. I appreciate it. And I'm sure you'll be back soon with some, some other uh, very diverse topic, because all three of our shows have been different. Yes, and I love it that way. I'm trying to reinvent myself. I'm taking a page out of the Jericho book. I'm always, I'm always, I never know what's going to happen. And when I get off here, I'm literally driving to LA for World Naked Bike Ride. This is so much fun. My website is nudisthumorous.com if people want to come to an event. And uh, you never know, Chris Jericho might show up. You never know, man. <laughs> well, thanks, Tim. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you, brother. And remember, nudity is not for the closed-minded. Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> 